It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. After this episode of the Locked On Washington football team podcast, check out Locked On Fantasy Football. Winning your league starts with the right data. Vinny Iyer of the Sporting News provides you the edge you need in your fantasy football leagues. Locked On Fantasy Football is a daily podcast all year round, so your fantasy team never fails. Subscribe to the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. And we welcome you aboard to this edition of the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast. Once again, I'm Chris Russell flying solo. David Harrison is out for a little family vacation time. He'll rejoin us next week. And we will have a slightly different schedule for next week with the holiday falling on uh, Monday as an observation day, Sunday as the actual July 4th holiday. Uh, So we are going to have a little bit of a different schedule. So just stay with us and stick with us. We have a lot to cover as we take you into this 4th of July weekend. And as you know, the Washington football team slash Redskins never stop. They are dominating, dominating. The July headlines, once again, once again, just like they did last July, where things went absolutely bonkers almost to the day. On this July 1st, all we had was the Washington football team owner, Dan Snyder, being fined $10 million. That's right, $10 million. Last July 1st, we found out that investors worth over $600 million. And major corporations, uh, for those major corporations, I should say, that were sponsors of the then Washington Redskins, threatened to take away their sponsorship money uh, because of the name. So again, July 1st, a big, big day in Washington football history. All right. So first, I want to tell you uh, that in addition to David being out, me flying solo, and David coming back next week at a slightly different schedule uh, next week, you can follow each one of us at dharrison82, at russellmania621, at lockwftpod for the show. Meanwhile, you can check out David uh, on BucksNation.com, SB Nation, uh, and as well the Locked on Bucks podcast with James Yarko. And you can check me out Monday through Friday on the flagship station for the Washington football team. That would be the Team 980 on the AM side, worldwide on the Odyssey app, which is also how you can listen to the Locked on Washington football team podcast. Also, uh, during the season, uh, which really never ends, you can check me out. Uh, on si.com. All right, so let's get started with Dan Snyder's statement that was released moments before an NFL statement. We'll read these statements for you, and then we'll have reaction. Dan Snyder wrote, I have learned a lot in the past few months about how my club operated and the kind of workplace that we had. It is now clear that the culture was not what it should be. 
but I did not realize the extent of the problems or my role in allowing that culture to develop and continue. I know that as the owner, I am ultimately responsible for the workplace. I have said that and I say it again. Let me stop right there. Dan Snyder should have absolutely been aware, absolutely been aware how horrible, how disgusting, how wretched the culture was in his building. He can claim that he didn't know. That's really hard to believe. He didn't want to know. It may not be that he didn't know. He didn't want to know. However, it is important that he acknowledges that he has since learned how bad it was and also that he is ultimately responsible. But he's ultimately responsible now after begging for ignorance for 20 some odd years. And this wasn't just a one or two year thing, as we all know. Dan continued, quote, I feel great remorse for the people who had difficult, even traumatic experiences while working here. I'm truly sorry for that. I can't turn back the clock, but I promise that nobody who works here will ever have that kind of experience again, at least not as long as Tanya and I are the owners of the team. Okay. Over the last 18 months, we have made a lot of changes. We have a new and diverse leadership team, a comprehensive program of training, culture surveys, and employee support, and a commitment to ensuring that every uh, employee of the Washington Football Club comes to a professional and respectful workplace every day. And while there has been real progress, we are not finished and will continue to improve in every way that we can. Notice the emphasis that I made when he said Washington Football Club. Hmm. In the next paragraph, though, quote, I appreciate the people who came forward and intend fully to implement all of the recommendations coming out of the investigation. Going forward, my focus will be on making the Washington football team a source of pride to all of its employees, fans, and partners, including my partners in the NFL. And that has been a problem for a long time. That has been a problem for a long time. But notice how he refers to it as the Washington football team in that particular part of the paragraph. Meanwhile, quote, I agree with the commissioner's decision in this matter and I'm committed to implementing his investigations. Important recommendations. Here's an important part. Tanya will assume the responsibilities of CEO just two days after she was named co-CEO and will oversee all day-to-day team operations and represent the club on all league activities. I will concentrate my time during the next several months on developing a new stadium plan and other matters. That kind of sounds like a quasi-suspension, doesn't it? Tanya named co-CEO the other day, Tanya Snyder. Uh, Then she's two days later going to oversee all day-to-day team operations and represent the club on all league activities. And Dan says she will assume the responsibilities of CEO. Well, she's the co-CEO. What is she assuming the responsibilities of? That kind of sounds like Dan was quasi-suspended without being suspended. 
And if you think, well, no, that's not true. He's allowed to check out the new stadium plan. Trust me, there is nothing more important to Roger Goodell and the NFL and this organization than building a new stadium. Nothing. Nothing more important for Washington. All right, the statement finishes up. Tanya and I are grateful and truly blessed to lead such a wonderful organization that has always stood for excellence and winning. Uh, okay. We look forward to focusing on the team's community building and charitable efforts. And we are con- confident that with Coach Ron Rivera and Team President Jason Wright, we have an outstanding management team who will implement real change and bring a Super Bowl championship back to our nation's capital. So that was Dan Snyder's statement, filled with uh, interesting little ditties, I guess, as, uh, as I would say. Um, now, the National Football League announced, again, a $10 million fine. $10 million fine. Said that Wilkinson, uh, Beth Wilkinson, who did the investigation for the NFL, originally hired by Dan Snyder, interviewed more than 150 people and interviewed Dan Snyder twice. And that the club and Snyder released current and former employees from any confidential confidentiality obligations for purposes of speaking, cooperating, and talking with Beth Wilkinson. Roger Goodell thanked Beth Wilkinson and her team for conducting a quote-unquote thorough and independent review of the Washington club's workplace culture. Now, they also said, Lisa Friel, who is an executive with the NFL, said that Wilkinson was not required or not asked or told not to write a written report. Why? Supposedly to protect confidentiality. And certainly there is a paper trail, and when there is a paper trail, things could get leaked. But here's my question. Are we to believe that Beth Wilkinson did a 150-plus people investigation? Hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of work. And there isn't a paper trail in her office that she didn't take notes? Why did the NFL not want her to put forward a written report, a written summary, any sort of detailed documentation. Well, it's very simple. The NFL is trying to protect its own hide, and the NFL is trying to protect Dan Snyder as much as they possibly can. Period. It is absolutely revolting that the NFL not only is not going to release any part of the report, but that they asked, ordered, requested, insured, whatever the term might be, that Beth Wilkinson and her law group not come up with a written report. I also wonder, and I've talked to some people that know more about the law business than I do, why Beth Wilkinson would agree to move forward without a written account. And I was told... And it makes sense. Again, Beth Wilkinson has all sorts of notes, has all sorts of probable documentation from her 150 plus interviews. But if she didn't summarize all that, if she didn't put that all together in some way, shape or form, 
because she was told not to. Doesn't that expose, in a way, Beth Wilkinson potentially to some sort of civil litigation? Or, more importantly, what happens and what would have happened if the NFL would have taken her verbal reports and verbal recommendations and twisted it as they saw fit? Meaning, what would have happened if they said, well, we're only going to fine him a million dollars instead of $10 million, or we're only going to implement five of the recommendations? You just don't know. And yes, Beth Wilkinson was employed by and hired by the Washington football team and then by the NFL to conduct a quote-unquote thorough and independent review. She is an employee, essentially, of the NFL in this particular case, or a contract. So she is required to obviously do as they ask. However, if you're Beth Wilkinson, I think you have a little bit of stroke, a little bit of power, a little bit of juice to insist on, if for nothing else, to cover your own part of the involvement in the investigation, to come up with something in written form. This is, again, the NFL, who had lengthy, lengthy written reviews of the Ray Rice situation and of Deflategate, but not of Jerry Richardson in terms of a written, published report. This is the NFL trying to control the narrative, trying to reduce the vitriol, and trying not to get grilled over inconsistencies in written word that everyone who is an internet sleuth can break down and ask questions and law bombs about. The NFL is scared here, period. That's what they are. And they're absolutely flat out wrong. They're absolutely flat out wrong. All right, this is a a long opening segment, uh, but I needed to get the gist of both statements. There is more to the NFL statement. We'll go over some of the recommendations next, right here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. I'm Chris Russell. Good to have you with us. David Harrison will be back next week. We're here for our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season in full swing. The NBA is heading towards the finals, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Hockey season's almost over. Stanley Cup final going on right now. Get all the latest news, odds, and information for all your sporting needs right there at Bet Online. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your opportunity, guys. Head to the website or, again, use the mobile device. Sign up today. Get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On. That's Bet Online, your online sports book experts. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. 
Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, we welcome you back to the Locked On Washington football team podcast. Listen, the NFL statement is really, really, really long, and their report is specific uh, and, and long. And there's quotes from Commissioner Goodell, uh, and, and I'm not going to read all of them because it's a bunch of baloney uh, for the most part. Uh, Goodell did say, quote, over the past 18 months, Dan and Tanya have recognized the need uh, for change and have undertaken several important steps to make the workplace comfortable and dignified for all employees and those changes. If sustained and built upon, it should allow the club to achieve its goal of having a truly first-tier workplace. I truly appreciate their commitment <clears throat> to fully implement each of the below 10 recommendations, but the league also must ensure accountability for past efficiencies and for living up to current and future commitments. Uh, so there will be uh, basically a monitoring process over the next year, two years, essentially, to make sure that everything is going okay. Here are the protocols and here are the recommendations. One, protocols for reporting harassment. And basically, the club has to develop a formal protocol for reporting allegations of harassment, misconduct that allow victims to report anonymously and without fear of retaliation. Number two, a disciplinary action plan. They have to develop a formal disciplinary action plan with clear protocols and processes for documenting, evaluating, and adjudicating misconduct. Number three, regular culture surveys. Conduct regular uh, uh, anonymized workplace culture and sexual harassment climate surveys to track the club's progress in addressing these issues. Number four, regular trainings. Engage an independent and professional third party to provide regular training for all employees on bullying, sexual, and other forms of harassment, diversity, and inclusion, and other issues of workplace conduct. Number five, a more diverse workforce. Increase the number of women and minorities throughout the organization, particularly in leadership and supervisory positions that have decision-making authority. Number six, establish clear lines of authority. Implement clear organizational structure and clear lines of authority for club executives to eliminate influence of informal or unaffiliated advisors on the club's business operations. Number seven, expand and empower HR and legal. Expand the in-house HR and legal departments, particularly with respect to their ability to investigate and address allegations of misconduct at all levels without interference from club executives. Number eight, develop formal onboarding, performance management, and compensation system and an exit interview process. Implement a formal onboarding process for new hires, a program of regular performance and compensation reviews, and an exit interview of debriefing process for departures. Protect the cheerleading team is number nine. Ensure cheerleaders. If a program is retained, either in its earlier form or in the form of a new co-ed dance team, which of course that's what it is, that they have access to HR and other organizational resources 
including by assigning an HR employee to the cheerleading squad. Confirm that the team's processes and trainings described above apply to and are clearly communicated to the cheerleaders. Only this team has had a nonstop saga with cheerleaders. Number 10, regular assessment of policies. Require the club to retain an independent professional consultant selected by the team and approved by the league office to conduct an annual assessment of all employee uh, employment policies to ensure that they are both consistent with best practices and being implemented in practice. Now, Lisa Friel, again, who works for the NFL, said that Beth Wilkinson was not charged with, asked, required, or told to basically come up with disciplinary measures, only simply recommendations for workplace culture. So they said, having considered Wilkinson's findings and other information brought to his attention, the commissioner has decided that in addition to paying all fees and expenses associated with Wilkinson's investigation, meaning the team, the club will pay $10 million, which will be used to support organizations committed to character, education, anti-bullying, healthy relationships, and related topics. So that's a good thing, right? The league is not taking the money. The money is going towards organizations and veritable cha- various charities that are designed to help deal with some of these issues. So I think that's a good thing. And again, they basically must have a report already due, um, which was, uh, I should say, that is due at the end of this month, July 31st, of which the, the progress is detailed in implementing Beth Wilkinson's workplace recommendations. And also that they show all complaints including those made at exit interviews or post-employment, and that reasonably present workplace-related issues of bullying, discrimination, harassment, sexual misconduct, or retaliation. Um, So, you know, listen, there could be more down the line, but in essence, that's it. $10 million fine, recommendations, and proof that the organization is going through with those recommendations. So you want to call this a slap on the wrist. It largely is. I mean, it could have been obviously a lot worse. Dan Snyder could have had the team taken away from him. That was not going to happen ultimately when especially they allowed him to consolidate the power of the team to 100% and gave him a special line of credit. He could have been suspended. That certainly would have, again, served some notice. But with Tanya Snyder running the team on a day-to-day basis, what do you expect? I mean, they live in the same house. They go to sleep at night together. You think Dan Snyder is not going to tell Tanya Snyder what needs to get done? Or what should be done? Or what he wants done? Of course. So... The NFL was probably looking at, okay, how can we make a punitive, a financial penalty strong? $10 million is fairly strong. Dan Snyder is not loaded with liquid cash, I can tell you that much. 
And more importantly, the money goes to organizations and groups that need it. So do I call this a slap on the wrist? No. Do I call this a severe and strong punishment? Of course not. It's somewhere in between. It's more towards a slap on the wrist because even though Dan Snyder does not have a lot of liquid cash, $10 million to a man that basically has a $3.5 billion empire on his hands, it is essentially an expensive dinner at your local steakhouse. I mean, that's basically what it is. It's not really significant. I mean, if they really wanted to, they could have gone 25 million or 50 million. If they really wanted to, of course, they could have suspended Dan Snyder, not allowed Tanya Snyder to take over as CEO because, again, the obvious inferences, and had a special outside person run the organization for fear that Dan would just blow up Jason Wright's phone. That's what they could have done. They didn't do that. So that's that. And guys, I'll I'll tell you this. This news just continues to pile up. And we're doing the very best we can to analyze it and to scrutinize it. But here's one thing you need to know. You know, after this, and although there'll be some exceptions, I really just think we need to concentrate on football because that's what David and I do best. I'm not an expert in this area. I worked for Dan Snyder for five years for Red Zebra Broadcasting. Um, He has been nothing but kind to me in person. I, I don't know what he thinks about me in person or for real, but he's been nothing but kind to me in person to my face. So I don't have the terrible experiences with Dan Snyder that others do. Um, That being said, clearly a lot of things were wrong. And he absolutely dropped the ball, and then some, by looking the other way. He can claim that he was unaware. He was aware enough. And he looked the other way. He didn't want to know. There's a difference between not knowing and not wanting to know. There's a difference. All right, back to put the icing on the cake next, right here on the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast. I'm Chris Russell. Did you know that Built Bar has nine delicious flavors plus the occasional limited time flavor? When you talk to a Built Bar they're a fan, they're definitely passionate about their favorites. Mine is peanut butter brownie. David loves mint brownie, but I've had quite a variety of recent flavors, both of the original and of the current and of the special, unique flavors. And I, I got to tell you guys, I love every Pilt Bar that I have. Chocolate orange is great. Uh, I had a birthday cake one. I had a raspberry cheesecake, a couple of those. Delicious, delicious, delicious. If you're not sure what flavor is going to be your favorite, why don't you get a variety box, a mixed box, where you'll get two of each of these nine flavors. Coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. Each bar is 100% covered in soft and easy-to-chew chocolate, and Built Bars are healthy for you. They're high in protein, low in calories, low in sugar, low in net carbs, They taste great, and they're perfect 
for a meal replacement, a dessert, or post-workout treat. Order today at BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Locked on Washington football team podcast is also brought to you by our friends at Rock Auto. This weekend, you might be looking at trying to get the old girl back on the road, right? You might need a major part. You might need a minor part. You might need something vanity. Foreign, domestic, old, new. Whether it's your current car, whether it's a car underneath a car cover. Whatever you have and whatever you need, there's one-stop shopping Available for you at rockauto.com. And here's the best part. You don't even have to stop anywhere. You can stay at home from your recliner, from your kitchen table, from your bed, from the toilet bowl, wherever you want to be. Just simply go to rockauto.com and you'll save lots of money. You'll get the same great customer experience that you've always gotten from rockauto.com. And you won't be, you won't be treated any differently than your mechanic down the street that the auto parts superstore knows. So go and explore rockauto.com. Find whatever you need, whatever make or model, and get there today. Go to rockauto.com and see all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? So they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. All right, we're wrapping up the Locked On Washington football team podcast. I talked to Lisa Banks along with my partner, uh, Pete Medhurst, on the Team 980, the flagship station for the Washington football team, Thursday afternoon. You can hear that entire interview at theteam980.com or on the Odyssey app. Just go to the Team 980 and go to hour number three of Russell and Medhurst from July 1st. 2021. You can hear that whole interview. The general gist of it is her clients and her and her partner represent around 40 ex-employees and people that I worked with and people that I know. And they are very, 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 very disappointed in the NFL's ruling, the investigation, the lack of transparency, no publicly released report, no written report submitted to the NFL, the NFL saying it was not necessary, uh, all of that stuff. But Lisa Banks did tell us, and something that was kind of important, she basically made it sound like almost for sure, because of a statute of limitations, there would be no civil litigation towards Dan Snyder. So they said while they would continue to look at things and talk to their clients and figure out different paths and methods, I would not expect, and Lisa is not expecting, at least as of this time, a full-scale civil litigation against Dan Snyder and the Washington football team. Perhaps they can with some, uh, but the statute of limitations kind of protect that. So again, go listen to that entire interview. Try and bring some of that to you next week right here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. That's going to do it for us for this week uh, and for the 4th of July weekend. Get more of the sports news you need in less time on the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. If you have a question or a topic you want us to discuss, send them in. LockedWFTPod at gmail.com. That's LockedWFTPod at gmail.com. Or call in, voicemail, and be a part of the show by dialing 301 615 3577. That's 301 615 3577. Again, David back with us next week 
We'll be back with you after the 4th of July weekend is complete, with Monday being the day of observation. Remember, this is the Locked On Washington football team podcast. Happy 4th of July weekend, everyone. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.